The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it's Hinch from Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. And if for some reason you're not already tired of listening to us on the show, well... I guess I got good news for you. We now have a YouTube channel so you can watch us on the show as well. Go to YouTube.com, search Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, and you can see myself, my co-host Alexander Rossi, that guy Thim that sometimes shows up, you know, doing what we do. So go check it out, subscribe, like all the videos. Thanks so much. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Welcome back, James. I see that you got a 99% sleep recovery. You slept for 10 hours last 10 night. 10 hours? Which for you, James, you. is like two Bro- days in a row. <laughs> Let's. Well, hang on a minute. You got to average that out over two days because what you didn't <laughs> see was the not sleeping at all during the 24 hours of travel. But guys, like, I'm pretty sure I figured out jet lag. Like, Becky and I on the way to Singapore nailed it and coming home, we like tried to not sleep too much on the plane. The only little bit of sleep we did get would have been what was like nighttime at home, got back absolutely exhausted after an actual 24 hour travel experience and stayed up until managed to make it to about 10 o'clock last night, passed out. And yeah, according to whoop had a 10 hour sleep. Here's See, this is this is what Here's pisses me off. On the whoop thing, when we started the group, I was like, they're obviously going to kick my ass on strain. They're obviously going to kick my ass on calories burned every day. But I'm going to show these guys who gets the best sleep because I do the <laughs> least and I always have the worst sleep score. Well, first of all, you have a child. You have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't all, even have her last night. <laughs> second of all, um, health is also vital to recovery. And yeah. Third, third of all, James, you did not beat jet lag. Let's have this conversation tomorrow. You are going to be up <laughs> That's at fair. one a.m. or That's, we'll see. Whatever we'll time see. it is, and you, you might are be going right. to be downstairs on your sim doing laps because there's literally nothing else for you to do. <laughs> uh, potentially true. Potentially true. But like, I did hit a little bit of a wall earlier today. I was starting to feel sleepy. I'm like, maybe just a ten minute nap. No, no, you can't do it. No sleeping, no, no napping. You cannot take no, a nap in the middle of the day. Through. Yeah, adjusting for for jet lag. I mean, yeah. no. Yeah. When I went but to either uh, way, when I was in college, I did a, a study abroad thing in Prague, and 
so the first day we're there, you know, I hadn't slept in like 20 hours. I was like, you got to power through. You got to like make it to at least nine o'clock. And I made it to like nine o'clock. And then I was about to go to bed and my like new roommates are like, you want to go out to a bar? I was like, yeah, I do. I was up till three in the morning, like you're hammering shots of uh, what what is the absinthe or whatever. <laughs> like, I'll tell you, that got me on a different time schedule real quick because I didn't even know what year it was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not going to help your recovery. I bet also like let's go back to the you thought you were going to like beat us in sleep score and all the rest of it. You also don't sleep great when you're staying out till two a.m. at Barney's. I didn't even do anything last night. Okay, well actually, I had a dumb thing last night. It uh, it's a friend of ours' birthday today, and I it's also my mom's birthday. It's also your mom's birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy so, birthday, Jim. In my head, for some reason, I was like, well, those can't be the same day. So in my head, Matt's birthday party was last night. So Hazel gets picked up. I like get in my button down and a jacket. I start putting on like the one pair of nice jeans I have and the one pair of nice shoes. I'm about to call the Uber to leave. And I text. I was like, hey, man, are you going to Matt's thing tonight? And he was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going, but you know, it's tomorrow, right? And I had first of all, had a, had a, a fraction of a sense of humor, I would have gone. He would have just rolled with it and said, yep, see you there. <laughs> like, but uh, it just canceled all of my plans. So I just like sat around in my apartment in like a suit jacket watching Seinfeld. Like, I don't even have an excuse for not getting a good night's sleep last night. And I got like a 40% recovery. Why didn't my you just question- take the jacket off? Well, because, you know, <laughs> I look good. This is the same person <laughs> that showed up to a pajama brunch in a tuxedo. <laughs> It was a That's suit. a great point. That it was a suit. Literally did happen. Um, the bigger question is why are you just like subtly name dropping. Yeah, I'm mean, like, oh yeah, I'm just texting O to see if he was going. What, what, what okay, you just text just, on a regular basis now, or yeah, kinda. I mean, no, I was bringing it up for the full context of the story, so you guys know the parties involved. Sorry to try to make you feel involved in a story. You know what? I'm gonna bleep the name, and now no one's gonna know. Well, no, who we're honestly, talking about. honestly, we know. <laughs> So you could have just been there. Like you I'm gonna just... bleep that too. I'm gonna bleep every part. I'm gonna bleep my mom. No one's gonna well, know what we're talking about. Why don't you bleep the whole story? Because it wasn't that interesting. We have 40 <laughs> minutes to fill. Do you want to talk? Do you want to make up for what? the four minutes? <laughs> so Alex and I actually just got off of another video call conference type thing. Um, there was a, a media availability set up uh, by Andretti Autosport for NBC to go, you know, talk to the drivers ahead of time, and Alex had his time slot. And so Lee Diffie and I jumped on. Townsend couldn't make it. He had a, a conflict, but um, and I, and I kind of let Lee run with it because I I know everything that's going. On. I I know too much about what's going on with him, but uh, <laughs> Lee Lee asked a bunch of questions. We had a nice little chat, and then afterwards, Lee texts me. He's like, "Wow, man, that's that's like the most talkative and open I've ever seen Alex on a call," which I thought was great. Well, so you really just, is it you're really flourishing. Influence? Well, no. I don't know if maybe, yeah, maybe he was. I mean, I Just think practicing for the podcast. No, I think you're onto something, James. Like, um, <laughs> yes. Anyways, it, for me, the highlight of that whole thing was I knew that, that Lee was coming on. And so it was a Zoom room that was set up by Andretti. So, so Ryan Weatherford was there, Liza was there, and then Lee pops on. And then immediately after, Becky Dalton and a picture <laughs> of her from 10 years ago also pops on. And I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> because I had. Again, I don't really see James as an NBC person yet. I still see him as a <laughs> racing driver. So I was suddenly very confused that she was like now doing a <laughs> Katie Osborne or Katie Hargit 
role and hadn't told anyone about it. And <laughs> would that it was, be hilarious it if she had done and that? I was like, oh, this this all makes sense. So now I realize that he yes. just was logged into her Microsoft which, Teams which account. Just, apparently, you know, yet again proves that you are technologically inept. Yeah, yeah can we also I'm not talking about how bad your video is now that you're back in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say running that. this through Nintendo 64. What the, what's happening here? God, I wish you're the most pixelated animatronic <laughs> person I've ever seen. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So okay. So we have all these kind of media stuff leading into St. Pete this weekend. So St. Pete's this weekend. Um, Last weekend was kind of our final weekend off. James was in Singapore. Tim was probably sitting on the couch, overdressed by himself. Um, I decided to go to the boat show. And, you know, as a a boat owner now, um, I figured you have a boat. I believe believe they, they put those together. You're a boner now. Bogart, no, I'm, boner, I just one word. I I wanted to feel nautical in February, <laughs> so I decided to go to the boat show. Um, and it was it was myself and um, our friends Bobby and Rachel and um, Rachel's sister Jenna and her fiance Drew and Kelly and my crew chief Skid and Nikki. Anyways, big group of us. And, and you so went we to go see show. the water skiing squirrel. Well, no, I'm we didn't. So we just jealous. went to the boat show. And the Indiana boat shows at the fairgrounds, a lot of things going on. It's not just about boating. It's about all outdoor things. But anyways, we go to the boat section. Kind of yeah, walk why would it be at a body of water? <sighs> kind of walk through all of the um, new wake boats and check all those out and everything. And, you know, we, we had a couple, a couple beverages. And then we were like, guys, let's just go sit down. So we climbed onto a pontoon boat <laughs> and sat down on a pontoon boat for like, a good hour and had benches and almost like a couch and cup holders. And it was playing music and we were elevated above everyone else. Cause it's like on a trailer or blocks. So it was almost like we were in a VIP section at the boat show. And then Brian Simpson was there and Katie was there and it just was a whole, it was a whole thing. And it was a great I just time. Love it. Like that no, guy was probably going to ask you guys to get off his boat. And then he was like, no, they're going to think I paid Alex Rossi to be here. <laughs> like they're going to think he's endorsing my boat. <laughs> Alex Rossi is endorsing the boat. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you, were, you can just say you were just trying you were trying the boat out because that's like roughly the crew that would probably be on it if you ever owned a pontoon boat. And so you were just seeing how it felt and how the cup holders held your drinks and how the sound system was. And so that was, it was a hell, it was a hell of an experience. And then we went and watched the dogs jump to which Bobby and I started betting on the distances. You don't bet on on sports. Well, this isn't a sport. Um, (laughs) This is like the, the regional um what's it called um faa or ffa future farmers of america and it's these kids that have these dogs and they run and jump and chase their ball or stick into the body of water why is a dog running jumping why wouldn't that be part of a boat show show? of course boat show. everything i mean those together like peanut butter and jelly like and there there was like there was like off-road wheels like and, and tents like it's just it's all it's an outdoor show the recreational like, show. Yeah, yeah, it's a recreational show. So then, okay, but boats got the naming rights. Well, I mean, I guess because they're the high tier. I don't know. I didn't. I don't go to the convention naming <laughs> industry conference. Like, 
Why do you care? <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah. So that was my that was my app. My that was my Saturday, and then watched the Daytona 500. Watched the Cup race. Well, I sure watched did. the last 45 minutes of it. Like, yeah. I, okay. I'll watch the start and then turn it off and go like do something else or watch television. for three hours. And I'll say, like, I started to watch it and I was like, man, these cars look a lot better. They actually like it looks like they're going fast. And then like 10, 15 minutes and I was like, still NASCAR though. This is still like, I'll check back yeah. in at the end. Plate racing is not what most of the drivers would call particularly fun. Uh, I think it can be exciting at the end, but it's not a really enjoyable driving experience from what I've, I've heard. I'll agree with you though, Tim. I think that the new cars actually look pretty cool. They look a lot better. Um, I did have a funny moment though, where so I was having a Hazel was having a play date out in the courtyard. So I was sitting out on the patio with a couple of the other parents while Hazel's running around outside, and I just have the race on inside. And I pop my head in to look. One of the moms like, "Oh, how long's left?" I said, "Oh, it's uh, 26 laps." She's like, "Well, how long does that take?" I was like, "NASCAR? I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour." <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's like the last bit. two minutes plus two minutes <laughs> in a football game. game takes 25 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, so it was funny because I was flying while this was happening and uh, I landed to, I wish you could have seen my phone, the way it registered all the text messages from our group chat. And so it, it's like the, like the, the name of the group sprung up and then it was like one, two messages, three, but, but, but. <laughs> I just like kept refreshing at that speed. I'm like, oh my god! So I got Your to phone like just watch. Melts. Yeah, yeah. I got to watch the Daytona 500 through reading all the group chat banter, and it was probably more entertaining than the race itself. Like, this thing should probably be published in real time as the races are happening because it is a nice like. A, a, com a company in common. It's it's commentary. like it's like when the Manning brothers did the sim simulcast yes. for Thursday yes. Night Football. Yes, exactly like yeah. that. And you it two can crazy. do that as soon as Alex doesn't have sponsors anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not on the real broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. But I mean, I'm I'm pumped for Austin. I I mean, he James didn't watch the race, but he was never outside of the top five even when he had a bad pit stop and would fall back to like ninth or 10th, he would just immediately be back up to fifth. Um, him and Blaney controlled the race the whole way. It was obvious that the Penske cars were, were kind of class of the field. It was weird to see Kozlowski kind of be also to the field and not in Penske car. And it was also very weird to watch him be pushing number two discount tire Penske car. And that must've been weird for him as well. And, um, and just like, wrecking everybody while he was doing it yeah he was he was getting after it for sure <laughs> he, I gotta, he did, did he some damage like a wrecking i gotta i gotta there's a lot of people including some of my you know near and dear friends who were very unimpressed with the way that race finished and the way that austin won the race and what, i could it? not disagree with everyone more like okay, this is break it down. This is okay. Austin kind of took the restart in the lead. It was overtime. Um, I believe Ryan was pushing him, or maybe Brad was pushing him. Anyways, it gets to the last last lap. Blaney's pushing um, Austin. Blaney's waiting 
to make his kind of move to the top to try and get a run and kind of take it to the check flag. Austin sees that coming, chucks a block. Austin, or sorry, uh, Ryan kind of bumps off his right rear, bumps into the wall, spins out, finishes fourth, kind of crosses the finish line, crashing and all this stuff. And people are like, oh, how, A, that was such a dirty move, and B, how could you do that to a teammate? And C, it, it's just, it, it, it's just, it's not on and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, first of all, that is restrictor plate racing. Like, that is 100% of how it works. And on what planet would Austin not throw a block coming yeah. to, to the finish line to win the race? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't care if it's your team. I don't care if it's your mother. Like, why would you yeah. not? Chuck a block. Happy birthday, mom. No, everybody, everybody, you got to bleep that now. Uh, everybody, <laughs> I think, would chuck a block and should chuck a block. I think the what, and I, I'm not saying I agree with this, but I think what people's, if you look historically, how the leader throws a block on the last lap of that race, Austin looked like he threw it too late. Because what normally happens, and maybe this was on purpose, because what normally happens is the guy's leading pulls the block, and the guy he blocks has such a head of steam, he hits him, and nine times out of ten, that guy ends up going around. The guy that hit him keeps his foot in it and steams through the win. Austin almost, I don't know if he waited intentionally or not, but there was side-to-side contact, right? It was right rear to left front. And so maybe that's what people have an issue with, that like he kind of moved onto him rather no. than in front of him and got hit. I don't no, know. I, don't, I don't think that's what people have, because I don't think people are that honestly discerning when it comes to that exact moment i think people are pissed off that austin Cindric, as a rookie or rookie in cup yeah, second yeah. daytona 500 won the race ryan blaney's you know kind of a fan favorite you know he's oh did austin did austin do the 500 last year he did yeah and, okay. and was doing really Never well and went up in a ball of flames but ultimately like that don't i didn't even feel like the commentators were that excited when he won like i Really, it just—it was very anticlimactic, and I don't think that that's fair to him because he did absolutely nothing wrong. He was not—he was not fifteenth all day, and then got put in a position, and then what shouldn't have been up there, and was everyone right in front of him. Like, have a problem with Brad? Like, Brad? Okay, he—I mean, he drove an aggressive race, and I don't have a problem with anything that he did. But ultimately, Brad took out like nine or ten pretty good cars, right? And right. no one has a problem with Brad. People have a problem that Austin made a block for the win, and I just think that's that's ridiculous. If you don't like it, yeah. don't watch restrictor play racing because honestly, restrictor play racing is such a crapshoot dice roll. Anyways, also, like also don't watch NASCAR because like right. blocking or bump and running is that's just like part of the that's just part of the game. There. That's like, something you, if you practice. Have, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have bumpers, you're gonna use them. So right. you can't watch NASCAR and expect to not see that stuff, whether it's blocking or bump and running or whatever. That's just. Yeah. That's just par for the course. Well, that's that's too bad. I mean, hey, look, it didn't it didn't affect Austin's day. I'm sure he had a, a no. great night and uh, <laughs> feels great about himself this morning and uh, and everything uh, everything's good. I mean, it's got to be cool in that scenario with the way the the points work in NASCAR to like do the first race and be like, sweet, I'm in the hunt for the championship. Well, that was his interview. He was like, <laughs> that was literally the second thing out of his mouth. A, it was, oh my god, I can't believe we just did this. B, holy. Sh- we're in the championship. We're in the playoffs. We're in the championship. So that's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That like, that's, and especially as like a, a guy doing his first full season, right? I mean, obviously their number one goal for the year would have been make the playoffs. And 
whether that's you snuck a win in or whether that's you did it on points, whatever, whatever, for a rookie guy in, in that team, yeah, that's that was going to be a stressor for the whole season. And now he can just focus on driving and getting better and getting experience and like not really have that pressure, really start preparing now for whatever the first playoff race is. I just so. can't stand anybody who comes into some something for the first time for their first full season and wins like a prestigious 500-mile race. I just... They're all assholes. Well, honestly, Austin probably deserved it more than I did. I mean, he was at least in the front all day. So, I mean, good for him. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what else to oh, say. Oh, good times. Um, also, need to just throw Love out you, a uh, a glad to see and hear that Myatt Snyder was okay after his wreck in the Xfinity race. Because, yeah, that was nuts. My God. There was nothing left of that race car. The back of the car was gone. The engine was ripped out. Like it was literally just the cell. I mean, Did you see, engine, like part of it, it shredded the wall right by Michael Jordan too. Oh yeah, yeah, I did see that. And I also, I, I think, I think I saw this correctly on Twitter. Part of the suspension ended up in like the radiator of Denny Hamlin's yeah. bus. Yeah. So like there was shrapnel going everywhere. It's like crazy crazy wreck and yeah he had you know sore left foot or whatever but he was fine so credit to uh all the hard work that goes into making those things safe because that's so, not been the first time you've seen cars in the fence at that track so you didn't you didn't watch the race so i guess you wouldn't have an opinion on the new car and how it how it was and everything like I, um no i thought it was pretty invisible and i don't know if that's what cup was going for or not um but even with like single wheel lugs like Pit stop still took, you know, a longer period of time. Well, than is it because it's the same fueling though, right? So they're still using two giant gas cans, right? Sure, but also like it, the the tire. I mean, the guys were so good at doing five nuts, right? Yeah. That, I mean, there wasn't that huge. I mean, maybe it's a couple seconds quicker over a stop, but it's not like a massive, massive change. I thought the car raced. The same, maybe the 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 toe up wasn't quite as big. I thought the cars look way better. They look way better. Um, so I mean, I think it was a pretty big success. I mean, we'll see how it goes on non right tracks, right? But I thought, yeah, the like you, you really can't job. right. You can't judge the clash because it was like a not real track. Right. So, um, but I do have one thing. One thing I did notice because I you know I watched a, a bunch of the like highlights and clips online. <clears throat> excuse me from practice and from the race. And one of the things that they talked about a lot uh, kind of in the buildup to the season and getting used to this car was how they've gone to a rack and pinion steering mm -hmm. from whatever, like, million-year-old technology, before. yeah. Yeah. And it's made, I think, the steering a lot more responsive and a little sharper. And so what I was noticing was that guys' hand movements were a little smaller mm -hmm. when they were kind of getting bounced around or getting a little loose. Had to be a little bit more precise, but as a result, when guys did get loose, <clears throat> excuse me, even like in practice and stuff, I felt like overcorrecting was a lot more common hmm. because it, it would wiggle a little bit, and they do their kind of like natural muscle memory amount of lock to save that amount of yaw, and it kind of would, and they'd start getting into a tail. Like, like even Blaney, right at the end, he kind of clipped the wall and bounced off. It got a bit sideways, and he ended up driving himself back into the wall. I mean, maybe he bent something, but it kind of because I just noticed that maybe their hand. Did you did you see anything like that when you were watching the actual race? I don't know that I I, I did notice the smaller hand movement. I didn't notice like the overcorrection, but I mean that 
I could I could see what you mean because there was a lot of big almost tank slapper moments from just yeah. people getting pushed. One right. thing that I thought was, I mean, sad was because the sidewalls now are so thin. Um, when Joey spun and you know locked up and flat spot his tires and punctured his tires, he got stuck and he went a lap down. His car was fine. He would have been fine, but he got high sided because his rear was in the grass and his the front of his axle was on the tarmac still. And they were saying because the sidewall, the profile is so there's small. No now, rubber on it there's left. no rubber. So you get stuck. And it was like, oh, that sucks. Because had he been able to like flip it around, because in NASCAR you can reverse up pit lane and you can do whatever, he would have been able wild. He would have been able to just change his tires, slap some tape on whatever part was coming off or whatever and not lost a lap and still been in the race um, right because of that because they needed the tow truck and everything he ended up going a couple laps down which is i mean a consequence you would never believe could happen by going to larger wheels right. and tires but yeah that is definitely not something that that made it onto the cons list when they were <laughs> right. doing the pros and cons right. of switching to a lower profile tire speaking of new cars and lower profile tires the F1 new formula one cars look sick yeah. They look it's, so good. It's cool that everyone else is getting new, cool-looking cars. Except <laughs> us. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, at least it's there's news. This is the last year gonna... of this one, right? Nope, sure isn't. Nope. This is okay. supposed to be the last year of this engine, but that now is even potentially not the case. I don't even think but we're we'll... going to get a new car this decade. <clears throat> Oh, oh my on. God. Don't say that. It's 2022. You think this is going to be the same car for the next eight years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, well, it is It is bad timing that like the two other major sporting motorsport series have brand new cars, like brand, brand new cars. That yeah, look but at least really they look awesome. Cool. Yeah. 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 At least. At least. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We're going to well, St. Pete this week. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favorite race. We're going to defy everything, including new cars. Including new cars. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to get the angriest text from Arnie. <laughs> yeah. my, favorite, my favorite of the ad campaign video is defy wind. But like... We are super affected by wind. Wind yeah, is something. Could, wind, wind. If you could defy wind on us, you would be like laughing. We You'd be cannot laughing. defy the wind. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish. I wish we could, but we. Mm -mm. Yeah, physics <laughs> and Mother Nature are two things we cannot really defy. What's that song that Indina Menzel defying gravity? We also don't do that. I mean, technically, we could drive upside down. Yeah, so, I mean that used to be a problem with the with one of the arrow kits where you guys kept defying gravity. That's actually a great point. Before my bad season, yeah. yeah. Dude, I was I was should have should have fied gravity, you know. <laughs> should have we refied it. Yeah, you know? yeah. uh, I was following Elio at uh, Speedway practice when he spun out a one and did like the full backflip. I drove like right underneath him and it was the trippiest thing I've ever seen. Cause like he spun, didn't really hit anything. And, and then just, just kind of went, off. Whoop. dude, he like dead backwards, like nose to nose. And I'm just, now I'm looking into the cockpit. And I'm like, 
what is happening right now? It was like Inception when the yeah. town falls over on itself. And then did you go under him? Yeah. Like, well, I, I like jolted off to the yeah. side. And then he just, he just like, like the car was totally fine. It was just upside so, down. So he, he took off like rear wheels so, first. Yes. Driving, driving, driving. Spins in one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he like, like white walled it. Okay. I don't remember. But then, yeah, back just comes up. That's wild. And goes, whoop, and goes thunk. He and must have been it. so confused. So it was Top Gun. He was inverted. Yeah. He <laughs> exactly must, right. He must, that Did entire he just... process, he must have been like, what the hell? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I think him and I were equally as, I'm like, am I in the wrong here? Am I or is he in the wrong? <laughs> <laughs> If only Did one I? of you had had the wherewithal to do a Top Gun reference and give the other one the finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been cool. Next time. Uh, well, I mean, next time. It Anyways. should have been him because my wheels were still touching the ground, so I needed my hands on the steering wheel. Well, His steering wheel wasn't doing anything at that point. Elio probably knew what was going because he had the unfair advantage. He was there in Kitty Hawk when the Wright brothers took off <laughs> for the first time, so he's been there for the whole history of flight. That is fair. <laughs> That is a great point. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. St. Pete. Same Pete this weekend. <laughs> Elio will be there for his 20th attempt at St. Pete. Back, he's won it three times. I know he has. Back there, uh, back full time uh, with Mr. Cashnevis. Okay, St. Pete. Can we agree that it's like probably the best place to start the season? Like, could you think of a better race to start the IndyCar season? No. Well, yes, but no, but yes. <laughs> okay. Chat. Well, all right, moving on. No, so, no. Uh, so I, I gotta, I gotta admit, I mean, I understand what 500 on Memorial Day. Get it. I think it's pretty cool for, to open a season with the Daytona 500. It would be pretty cool for us to open the season with Indy 500. I think it would be. No, awesome. it's, to me that feels like such a like it's it's the Orson Welles. It's like made Citizen Kane first, and then it's just a steady decline for the okay. rest of the. Yeah. So doing it as the fourth race is good. No, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I think Long Beach should be the last one, so you end on a high there. Yes. Um, I'm but, talking about I'm talking about the thing that gets people's blood pumping and gets yeah. the momentum going for the rest of the season. Okay, yeah. like why not start out with a bang and get people excited? Like I love St. Pete. I think I, because they're never going to take it off Memorial Day weekend. I understand why the five hundred on Memorial Day weekend. This isn't an right. argument of that. I just right. wish Memorial Day weekend is a weekend you could celebrate whatever and do it. Like, <laughs> or are you just pushing know? for a four month season? You just no, want eight months I just, off every I just year. think there's a, there's a lot of merit to starting. If you're not going to finish with it, and there's not going to be some sequence, i.e., a Super Bowl to get to the big event, right? Yeah. If you're not going to finish with it, 
start with it and get get the momentum back. We've been silent for six months. Like, yeah, I mean, you think about it. I mean, NASCAR sort of bookends right with the Daytona 500 and then the the championship race, right. which is I mean, always a championship race yeah. and it's always exciting. Yeah, man, it's funny. You know what? I've always actually been kind of confused by that. The fact that both IMSA and um, NASCAR open with their biggest event. So IMSA, IMSA does it, Cup does it. Obviously, they're owned by, they are the same thing, ultimately. Yeah, but Daytona's been doing that since before it was owned by NASCAR. No. Like, Daytona's been that race, like, that time of year and whatever before NASCAR owned it. Okay. Is that what you were getting at? Yeah. But anyway, right. it doesn't matter. I, yeah. So I, I've always thought it was weird to open with your best one. But then, yeah, if, if you're not going to finish with it, it is, it's, I guess, is it, weirder to be just sort of a third of the way into the season maybe yeah i don't know but you've got a point there you do want to get people excited right off the bat but with that said that's not ever going to happen so saint pete yes i could not i could not think of a better place for us that's not the indy 500 to start the season right i love it there perfect it is such a cool race track it's such a cool event the town really gets behind it the tracks do you not like the track tracks okay it's not it's not bad I don't. It's not bad. I, I, for me, it, it is super. Like it's a five, maybe a six. Like it's. It doesn't for piss a me off. Course or in general. Just in general, it doesn't piss me off. It doesn't excite me. It's just. It's a racetrack. Okay, rank the IndyCar season street tracks. So St. Pete, Detroit, Toronto, Nashville, Long Beach. Um. So I'm Long Beach, Detroit, Nashville, St. Pete, Toronto. Interesting. I mean, what a, like I'm trying to think if there would be somewhere that you could start that would be more exciting. What what if they brought I mean, like, Nashville Dakota would back? be pretty exciting. Yeah, Nashville would be a good one. Yeah, but no. Ultimately, I I think we're getting off track. I think well, um, <laughs> Saint Saint Pete. And the point the point the point you're making, James. The energy there is massive. The town of Saint Pete slash Tampa is is young. It's excited. It's it's happy to have an event. Um, the track is usually lends itself to a an okay race. You know, it, it can be exciting. Yeah, it's, not the, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not always a a barn it's not burner. The raciest place. No, no. But there's always like there's always incidents. There's always yellows. There's always restarts. Um, there's always there's always another strategy that can work if the right thing plays correct. out. It's not like Road America where everyone just has the same thing. And ultimately, when you have a race that starts at noon and ends at six, like there's a lot of time for things to happen. You know, it's. It's the longest it's race the of the longest year. longest race of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You guys, I thought, didn't like this one as the start because it's so long. No, I don't. I don't like love it, it as a start. It's just wish they had shortened it more. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the event's awesome. I just wish it just goes on for entirely too long. But. Way too long. Well, so I want to bring something up for, for St. Pete. Because, Alex, you and I, in the past, have celebrated a couple of your wins by uh, going out and getting tattoos. Not not our not our smartest decision, but uh, you know I'm at eight and so it doesn't matter anymore. All mine are dumb. Uh, we have been talking for years now with our friend Ben about getting a very specific tattoo. Yes, you want to you want to talk about yeah, it's a tough dolphin. Yep. So we didn't we didn't quite know what that meant, and then one time I was out getting drinks with Ben and I drew a design on a napkin. I'll go ahead and post it. This will be on the video. I'll put a picture of what the. Uh, what the but the logic, of, but the original logic behind the tough dolphin is pretty solid. Uh, yeah, if you want to elaborate, yeah. I don't. Okay, but but for those <laughs> for those that know, 
They know. It's pretty smart. <laughs> so anyways, what about the tough dolphin, Tim? If you win this weekend, I'll be in St. Pete. James will be in St. Pete. You and I, Ben won't be there because Ben doesn't answer his texts anymore. He's got big and important for us now. He's too cool. You and I have to get the tough dolphin on Sunday. Deal. Deal? All Deal. right. Uh, James, you witnessed. Everybody else listening witnessed. This oh, is an agreement. I'll be, I'll be there filming it. Don't worry. <laughs> All I right. Will, I'm going to hold you to that. I thought there was going to be. And yes, we will 100% find a tattoo parlor and we will go get our tough dog. That'll be hard to do in Florida. We're just going to put we're just going to put one on uh, on on standby. Be like, hey, around like 430, we might <laughs> need you to stay open until seven. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, you should also change your flight anyways so that we can hang out Sunday night. Nope. Okay. I'm staying. Yeah. Uh, so talking of 500, but not the Daytona 500, Indy 500, I tripped across this interesting stat on Twitter the other day, and it was the fact that Scott Dixon is number third. Number third? Number third. That's how Canadians do it. That's, that's <laughs> a no judge. Yeah. <laughs> You should have seen some of the text messages and emails I was trying to write this morning when I first woke up. Wow. <laughs> Wildly incoherent. It was, I had to like rewrite a couple several times. Uh, anyway, so Scott Dixon sits third on the all-time lap leaders at the Indianapolis 500. He's only 75 laps short of Al Unser, who holds the record. Now, that's tough to do in one year, 75 laps. But like, Not unheard of. Not unheard of. And I mean, if there's a guy that's on his game on a certain day that could do it, he's definitely one of those guys. But it is crazy to think that Scott is that close to being the the all-time lap leader at the Indianapolis 500. That's And also, it's like he's only got the one win there, which is also crazy because he has obviously had good cars and had success and whatever, whatever, but only managed to have the one win. But Well, it's worth it noting he's, he's four laps ahead of Mario, and Mario only has the one win. That is a great point. That is also a good point. And the guy that's leading it has four wins. So, <laughs> yeah. so none of it makes that sense. perspective. It's... It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. but it would be really cool if in our you know lifetime we witnessed a guy set the lap lead record at the Indy 500. It would be kind of cool. So I saw this brought up too on Twitter a bit. I think like Tony DeZeno was talking about it and a couple others. They dropped Dixon from the banner, the Defy Everything banner on the IndyCar Twitter or whatever. And kind of feels like he, he brought it up are people sleeping on scott this year it's no it's not they're sleeping on scott it's that if you look at it, and this is just this is me surmising about it but if you're in the car well and you're but you're yeah you're looking at the fact that scott has way more races behind him than he does in front of him for all we know this could be his last year i have no idea no one has any idea scott's like such a tough person to read in that sense i mean i know he's like a diehard driver and wants to race forever and whatever whatever but you just don't know. So are you going to build all these marketing materials around a guy that might not even be here next year? I, I yeah, get kind of why they why they do that. They've kind of gone with the, the youth movement plus one other guy. But <laughs> I, I'm just biting my tongue and I'm doing it on video. And that's it. So guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Tune into St. Pete. I'll be driving. If I win, I'll get a tattoo. James will be talking about it. And Tim apparently will be there. 
I mean, I'm going to get the, yeah, I'll get the tattoo as well. Just because yeah. I don't need so, to be talked into getting a dumb tattoo. Right. Oh, don't worry. I will tell everybody on network television that if you, before the start of the race, that if you win, you are going to get an angry dolphin tattoo. The tattoo, the tattoo itself has a tattoo. Yeah. The tough dolphin has got a mom it's tattoo. Got, it's got a do rest. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think. <laughs> pretty I think, awesome. And a revolver. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put a heart around the mom and make it like one of those heart-shaped mom tattoos? Because that would be kind of... It's going to be pretty... It's not that big in the first place. That <laughs> level of detail might be complicated. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we going Are we going to a budget tattoo parlor to get this done? <laughs> We're going to whatever's open. So potentially... Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Odds are. Let's be honest here. If anybody is listening and has a tattoo parlor in Tampa or St. Pete, let us know. Hook us up. <laughs> On that note, oh, God, I'll probably get it. This race. I'll probably get it regardless. Good. All right. <laughs> I got to go, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. We will see you next Tuesday when we're hopefully comparing that team. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.